can hear you shushing me. You gotta, why do you make so much noise in the middle of our intro? You can't hear it. You can hear you shushing. No, I hear you. Every time we do the intro, you're like, let me just do the loudest thing I could possibly find. Is that this cool I, music. You know what it needs? A remix. I was knocking the ash off my cigar. Well, knock your ash you outside. I'm going to knock your ash off outside. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to Reform Manhood, guys. My name is Mike Wilder. I'm a lucha preacher. Why are you the way you are? I mean, you could have done it. I was trying to, but you're over And I'm too sweet Trevor Kevin. Thanks for joining us today, everybody. Oh, I lost mine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See what you did? See what you did? You get angry. You start hitting things. You ruin things. Your temper ruins things. I fix it. You talked about this today in church. How your temper just gets out of control. It is, because I am in parts and passion. I am both. <laughs> God Almighty is not. And so, uh, you know, his wrath is it's good for you. His anger is good for Would you. Would you call yourself a mad spitting dad? Yeah, yeah, I think it's, I get spitting mad. Yep. Yep. So, welcome to the podcast, where we talk live from Christian Mel Perspective. My name is Mike Watt. I'm the Lucha Preacher. And I'm Too Sweet Trevor Cowan. And I am Jamie, jack of all trades, in Ahusa. Well, guys, yeah. we, we missed the week, and uh, and our mower is here too. Mower's back. Yep. Yeah. Not our mower. Mower. I don't even know her. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great if that guy would come over and mow our yard. <laughs> we got like three strips. It'll be fine. Anyways, hey, uh, so we missed the week. I was out. My mom was ill um, in the hospital and all that fun stuff. So thanks for understanding. And some of y'all even praying. Appreciate all of that. It's a weird thing, getting older. Like, like I understand I am, but it didn't dawn on me that my mom was also getting older <laughs> at a worse time. You know what I mean? Like, older when you're older is even harder than me, who can, you know, Not now yet. I have to squint to read some things or whatever. You used to take a bump off the top rope. Yeah, I used to take bumps and be fine. But no, one bump would send her to Jesus, you know? No, she took a bump. It's, it's and funny. And she was fine. Yeah, she walked it off. <laughs> it's funny how you start feeling your own mortality when you start seeing it in others, especially your loved ones. Dude, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because my mom's always been spry. You know, I lost my dad, I think, 10, 12 years ago. Um, but but she's always just been good to go, you know. And so this was weird. This was this was tough. But, uh, you know, just good good five-hour drive there to think and pray. And then the five-hour back to reflect was... It was all good for me, you know. So you know what I doing? think? How's she doing? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, she's, she's 100% now, man. Good. It was a, best we could tell, it was a fluke. We ruled out all the scary things, you know, stroke and blood clot and heart attack were ruled out. And so it was like, well, maybe blood pressure, maybe dehydrated, probably both, you know. So she thinks Diet Coke is uh, is all the liquid you need. Oh. Um, but at, at her age, it is not. <laughs> Dude, I was bagging on her in front of the doctor and the nurse about that. They're like, she, you need you need water. I was like, what, did you hear that, Mom? Not Diet Coke. <laughs> and then they start just bashing Diet Coke. And Hold on a second. I'm listening. Go ahead. Because one, I, there's part of me that agrees with you. Mm-hmm. And there's the other part of me that remembers the time that you bagged on me for saying sunscreen causes cancer. And you got the doctor making fun of me. And both of you uh, calling me it stupid. It was glorious. No, no, no. And then what happened? Stupid. And then what happened? What, what happened? I sent you the article. Listen, you know what happened. Everybody knows there's... Sunscreen causes cancer. Some sunscreen causes some cancer. Not all sunscreen will kill you tomorrow. That was your theory. No, that was not my theory. <laughs> just the ones for babies. Yeah. Those are the most poisonous ones. 
That was not my theory. My theory was sunscreen causes cancer. That was my only theory. Mm, maybe you're right. And now where are we? Some sun cancer. No, no, some, no, 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 no. Some sunscreen. I'm not ruining it. I'm still going to wear sunscreen when we're in Africa in a few weeks. It's still going to happen. Not me. I'd, I'd rather not I get a, a sunburn. I'd rather not get a sunburn and be miserable for five days. Take it. I'll take the cancer take down like the road man. when I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> That's future Mike's problem. <laughs> That's future Mike's problem. <laughs> yeah. Past Mike's always screwing that guy over. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, back to the podcast. We are in the 1689 London Baptist Confession. Oh, before we get to that, we have to do our favorite new little segment. What you smoking? What you smoking? What you smoking? This one's going to be a lot of variety. I'm excited about the variety so we're bringing. Much variety. When, we're all smoking the same thing, aren't we? Yeah. Wait, well, no, mine's a little bit different. It is a factory smoke sweet, but mine's the uh, the robusto, so it's longer. I got more. No, that's a that's a torpedo. A torpedo. Sorry. This is a robusto. Oh yeah, you got the little guy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> what happens when your friends forget cigars and have to mooch off the guy with cheap cigars? <laughs> <laughs> Mine was going to be cheap too. I just didn't have a sweet. I had a shade. Oh, that's right. That's right. I had nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I got you. It's just we're all smoking the same thing. Factory Smoke Sweet. We, I wish we could get them to sponsor us. I yeah. smoke enough if of their Drew cigars. State would sponsor us. <laughs> I would put a commercial in every episode for the rest of our t- – whether they're sponsoring us or not. If they would just sponsor <laughs> one episode. Why stop there? Just go to Davidoff. See if they can do it. Mm. Because we don't smoke enough Davidoff. <laughs> if they true. want to sponsor us, they can sponsor us by sending us free cigars. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> But, uh, yeah, so we're all smoking the same thing. Well, basically. Mine's a longer one, so go me. Yeah. Are we ready to dive in 1689? Yeah, let's go to 1689 now. <laughs> 1689. I'm sure they've heard factory smoke yeah. uh, So They're good. Yeah. They're cheap, and we recommend. Yep. And uh, factory smokes, if you're listening, hit us up. That's right. That's <laughs> what we it. keep in our church humidor. <laughs> church humidor. <laughs> it's the box at the church. What else would you call it? Yep. Yeah. That's what we got. All right, so we're in chapter nine of the 1689. This one, free will. Yeah, this one's going to be a tough one, I think, for some of our friends out there. Um, so let's start with uh, it's it, it is a chapter on free will. Let's start by defining our terms, and I, and I'd like to play the the game we played the first time you and I had this conversation, Trevor. Why? Because it's fun. You make me sound stupid. No, 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 no. You make past Trevor sound stupid. And I don't like that. <laughs> Trevor was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you respect that guy. He had a lot of learning to do. A lot of potential. <laughs> Little past Trevi. So, so did we were we were on the treadmill having this conversation, and it, it old ladies next to us <clears throat> were having yep. a little time. Yep, it wasn't treadmill. It was the elliptical. Yeah, yeah, probably the, getting ready to get on the stairmaster or something stupid like that. <coughs> yep, and uh, and you brought up. No, no, no. You brought up. You always bring these things up. Oh yeah, I like that. It was never me. It was always you. How did it go? What did, what did I ask you? What's your take on Calvin versus Armenian? Yeah, or? and I was like, I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't really think it. No, that's not I how think, it went. I think our exact like, my exact words were. I don't think it actually matters. No, I think your exact words were. I know more than you. No, <laughs> well, maybe that doesn't. That does sound like that something I would exactly say. Exactly like you. 
But I do remember at that time thinking, I don't think it really matters. And you yeah. were like, well, actually, you're going to be interviewed for church jobs, so it's going to matter. Yeah. And what happened on your first church job interview? My first char- church job interview, I got to the interview, and they found out I was reformed, and they're like, well, this isn't going to work out. <laughs> uh, so, just helping you through theology, through your personal theology, what do you think about this? And that was my that was the aim of this, is let's let's tread in some deeper waters here. We don't have to just... You know, do the light stuff, but let's go. Let's go a little deeper. Yeah, right? I'm pretty sure you asked me at one point in time. So, what do you think free will is? Yeah, yeah, that's where I like to start in the conversation because because uh, um, it, it it really does help define the terms and it helps people see when they've got good or bad definitions. You know, and uh, as Americans, we love free will. Oh, we love freedom, um, and then anything with free on it, we'll take. Right? Yeah, yeah. One. You know, 20%, 20% more in this bag? Yeah, I'm buying that one. Don't get the other one. Get the one with more air in it, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so free. Braveheart. Braveheart's my favorite show. Yeah. Yeah. Freedom. That's right. All right. So the question goes, and I, I played the same similar game with, with Jamie, um, but we, I think we started, we dove right into the five solas, and then it was just a natural kind of a conversation of conclusions that we got to. But um, anyway, Yeah. Dude, that was... I, I, Outside on the uh, that basement of that of that church, right? That's that's yeah. a nice little space. Yeah, it was. I, I watched Trevor pass out there once. <laughs> no, you passed out there. No. Yes. I took a three second nap. <laughs> <laughs> I even told you I was going to. I know you said I'm letting this happen, and then you, <laughs> and then I put my finger in your mouth. And no, you, you, don't, you don't remember. No, you don't you remember. Wish. You don't remember. You, you don't remember. You, you don't remember. Why are you perverted? You don't remember. So, can we give a little context for that? Why? Why did you pass out? <laughs> laughing, um, and All right. I can feel the. What what does Doc call this disease? Do you remember it has a name like? Uh, uh-uh, I don't remember. He said it was like a little reset. It's fine. It's fine. He just. I asked the doctor about it. He yeah. said it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. We just get a nice little reset. I said me and Mike week. pass out when we laugh sometimes. Is that normal? And he goes, eh, not normal, but it's fine. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, let's dive into the question. So, past Trevor, do you remember your definition of what? When I asked, hey, so what is free will? Yeah, it was real simple. What is it? I can do whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. That's what eighteen-year-old me said. Exact word, verbatim. I have a card. <laughs> I, I can, can do, do what I want. <laughs> All right. So the problem with that is, um, normally I just take conversation. Conversation. Does that definition work outside of you and your selfish desires? So let's look. Look. Let's open up our Bibles. If if I can do whatever I want is definition of free will, does God have free will? To which I was like, yeah, absolutely. He's God. Okay. So can can God sin? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it went. You actually, I think, stopped treading at this point. You're like, Reset. <laughs> it's a trap. It's a trap. Star Wars starts going off yeah. in my head. Yeah. So, I mean, that, our definition of free will has to fit. Right, and so we know God cannot sin. Not that He doesn't choose to; He cannot sin, and we know why based on scriptures because it goes against His nature. And so, the definition I think a better definition of free will is the ability to do whatever you want within your nature, right? That which is in your nature. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can do whatever you want, limited to the nature of the object. So God can do anything He wants within His nature. Within holy imperfection, right? According to God's nature, he can't sin. That's right. 
And so then we have to get to the next question is, well, what is man's free will then? Um, and that's what I think we're going to spend the rest of this chapter really diving into um, what it was, what it is now, and how all of that works together. What it will be in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I think that's good context for everybody. That, that, that Again, man's nature, I believe, is... is well, we're going to get to it. Let's let's we'll go definition by def or uh, chapter by chapter through this. It's a short chapter, and and then apply our definition as we go. Sound good? Yep. All right. Who's got it? We're doing one and two together. Okay. God has endowed human will with it, with natural liberty and power to act on choices so that it is neither forced nor inherently bound by nature to do good or evil. Paragraph two: Humanity in the state of innocence had freedom and power. To will and to do what was good and well-pleasing to God. Yet this condition was unstable so that humanity could fall from it. All right. So it's saying here our pre-fall nature was to be able to do whatever we want. Yeah. We do good or evil. And we weren't forced to do either. Yeah. Yeah. It was. uh, We still are not forced to do either. Still not forced to either. Yeah. Yeah. So so man pre-fall was able to do either good or evil. Complete, apart from his forcing, yeah, to do either, yeah, we um, could do either. But but man's free will was still, I guess, limited to his nature, right? And so he couldn't fly, <laughs> yeah, outside of outside of his nature, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he could choose to do good or evil, but still limited by his nature, he can't fly, right? Um, he can't phase through objects outside of his nature, right? Boy, that would be cool. Yeah, anyway. but he can't. <laughs> All right, so again, uh, that our pre-fall nature was your definition fit, right? Do whatever you want. That, that fit, sorry, not your definition, old Trevor, past Trevor's definition fit. So. Yeah. yeah. We, okay. could, we could choose God. We could choose evil. Mm-hmm. We could choose good or bad. We could do what we wanted yeah. in that regard. Yeah. All right, so let's look at uh, the next par- paragraph. Uh, humanity, by falling into a state of sin has completely lost all ability to choose any spiritual good that accompanies salvation. Thus, people in their natural state are absolutely opposed to spiritual good and dead in sin so that they cannot convert themselves by their own strength or prepare themselves for conversion. All right, so Jamie, something something shifted here, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what, what stands out to you in this paragraph here? The fact that... Uh, we don't have the capacity to save ourselves. We're are within our nature to be evil and do evil, mm. um, and dead in our sins, uh, and have, we're powerless to get out of that state. And, yeah. and that's that's a, a dark and mm. and sobering thought, you know. And it goes against our American, you know, sensibilities. I can do, I can do it all, things. right? Yeah, Self-made yeah. man. Yeah, I can do it. Uh, especially if you're Texan, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's just our mentality. I can do it myself, uh, perfectly capable and don't need anybody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so that's hard. This is probably one of the hardest things, uh, when it comes to free will to really accept, uh, given the, the, the state of mind that we're in this, this country, this sensibility, this way that we are, you know, um, the society. Yeah. So Trips, a shift happened here, right? I mean, what, how did this shift happen from do anything and everything to now we, our nature is different? Um, 
I think a lot of people would would hear us in this and they'd say, oh, so we're just like robots. We're robots. We can't do what we want. No. We're dead. Yeah. We're dead. We chose sin. And because we chose sin, God told Adam and Eve, you will surely die. Yeah. Adam, or Ephesians 2 says, we're dead in our sins and trespasses. We are uh, children of wrath, following the prince of the power of the air. Mm. That's that's who we are in our sin. Yeah, yeah. So, so dead is is a biblical term for pre Christians, right? Yeah. Um, we we get born again. Before that, we are dead in our sin. And so, so I like to think about Lazarus. Um, he he died, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in his dead nature, he could do all the he had all the freedom. To do what dead things could do, right? Stinketh. He could stinketh. He could rotteth. He could sit there and lay there, right? Um, but his free will was limited by his nature, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jesus says, Lazarus, come forth, right? Um, he is made alive. And then he could come forth, right? So, so Jesus intervened, made him alive, changed him, made him born again, right? Made him new. Gave him a new nature. The dead one is gone, and he is now alive. He's got a new nature. Now he can step towards Jesus, walk towards Jesus, and do all the things that alive something that's alive can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, there's there's a big shift here. Um, we have a pre-fall condition, a pre-conversion, I guess, con- condition um, that was affected by the fall, and yeah, that post, is post-fall pre-conversion. Yeah, yeah. So after the fall. Before conversion, dead. Um, another one, uh, I think it's Romans 5, says we are enemies of God, right? Mm. Uh, enemies of God uh, <clears throat> that become adopted. Again, an orphan can do all the things that orphans can do. You can see the sun will come out tomorrow all you want, um, but you can't get yourself adopted. The parents <laughs> have to adopt you. What? They can't adopt themselves. No, you're right. It's just there's, dang. There's commercials about... Come adopt these animals because they Sarah can't adopt them. Yeah. Playing in the background. Exactly. This is this is the nature of being enemies or of not having parents. Family. Yeah, family. <laughs> so um, in that, we are not. We have to become adopted. God, God, the Father, has to adopt us, change us from enemies to call us son, and that happens through Jesus. Yep. All right. So we've got again our our, our definition of do things within our nature. So so now we've got this. New nature. Am I jumping ahead? Do we need to wait for the next chapter? The uh, or paragraph. Are you talking about like post conversion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the next paragraph. All right, let's, that's perfect segue. So let's do it. <laughs> that reminds me. That's a good segue. <laughs> um, we're in paragraph four, right? Yeah. When God converts sinners and transforms them into the state of grace, He frees them from their natural bondage to sin, and by His grace alone, enables them to will and to do freely what is spiritually good. Yet because of their remaining corruption, they do not perfectly nor exclusively will what is good, but also will what is evil. Hang on, closing the door. Did you keep it down out there? I cannot. <laughs> it's like a muffled it's like a muffled mower now. Yeah, it's still out there, but it's not in my ear, so that's great. Anyway. Um so yeah, post conversion we have a new a new nature, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of the highlights from that chapter, Jamie, or from that paragraph. I'm going to come reading it again. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
put you on the spot the, there. Sorry. The mower got us. The mower got us. Yeah. We'll, we'll relock in. Okay. So we're dead. Yeah. We're locked in. We're dead. Unwilling, unable to uh, free ourselves from our nature of death. And because of God's grace, um, he came, he makes us alive. He transforms us. Uh, uh, he gives us the nature and the ability to do good. Um, yeah, it's, like, it's like an unraveling so. of the last chapter. Yeah, 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 it really is. Yeah, we've got. Um, yeah, so in this in this new nature, we, we've got new new abilities, new choices. Right before mm-hmm. we couldn't follow the law, and we were dead. Um, we we're, we're we're sinful people who accidentally do good. Right. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. That's that's nature. That's the people's nature before Jesus. After Jesus, we are made new. We are made good. And sometimes we do bad, right? That's yeah. different. That's way different, right? Yeah, we're we're actually we're actually free to choose good. Yeah, it's not by accident anymore. Yeah, um, the uh, uh, we're we're no longer slaves mm. to this sin that we were once slaves to. Yeah, yeah. So that's the next analogy, right? Is 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 slaves, right? Before Jesus, we we're slaves to sin. What can a slave do to free himself? Nothing has mm-hmm. to be freed. Um, rescuers have to come in. A redeemer has to save him. And so we have to have been given a new nature to come to Jesus altogether. <clears throat> yep. And, and I think, I think it also important, um, to emphasize because of their remaining corruption, they do not perfectly nor exclusively will what is good, but also will what is evil. Mm. Yeah. We I still, mean, we're still corrupted. Yeah. We still sin. Um, there's forgiveness for that sin. Um, we should still repent of that sin. Confessing mm. sin is all part of the Christian life still. Yeah. That's called sanctification. Yeah. 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 We're, we're working on it, right? This is uh, already not yet, right? Already been born again already, but, but we're not there yet, right? Yeah. We're still working on it. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, that's, that's post conversion. We, we can look at, uh, what is it, uh, First Corinthians ten that says uh, um, that that every sin there's a way out, but I don't always take it. You know, yeah. Um, there's a way to stand up underneath the sin. Um, it's because I begin a new nature, I can do that, but but don't always do it. You know. And then he goes on and I get, he, in seven, Paul says, you know, the good I wish I did, I don't do. Like that's that's the pro- process of sanctification. That's what it's like to live in this world still, um, to be born again, given a new nature, and not. Live it out every day, every breath, you know? Yeah. All right, last paragraph. Only in the state of glory is the will made perfectly and unchangeably free toward good alone. That's good. So even in glory, our free will is still to do that which is within our nature. Yeah. Yeah, Which is now just to do good. Yeah, it will be made right again. No um, longer in our nature to do evil. So we're no longer dead. Yeah. We're free. Yeah. And able to do what's good. <clears throat> and also no longer uh, corrupted. Yeah. Like it says in the last chapter. Yeah. Yeah. Paragraph. Yeah. 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 yeah paragraph. Yeah. 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 So that's a day that we, we look forward to, right? This is, this is where we, uh, man, I grew up with some preachers who would say, you know, the, the, you know, what is it? Uh, golly, I'm going blank. Be holy for I am holy. That's a command from God. Why would he command something you can't do? Well, if we're honest, there's 10 of them I can't do either, <laughs> right? Uh, I can't do any of them on my own. 
And so, yeah, yeah, I've been given a new nature, but but I'm not now heaving a weight on people saying now now be perfect every mm. every second every breath. Um, no sin has an excuse. All sin is sin. What Jesus died for sent him to the cross, and so we leave no room in our life for it. Um, but also, I'm not going to heap weights and weights and weights of of shame on people who who are struggling. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. You, you get to struggle. So, so do Jesus I. Jesus was yeah. perfect. Yeah. And so when God looks at us, He sees Jesus. That's right. Yes. Yeah, through the gospel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So, um, in talking about free will, um, the better definition fits now, right? To be able to do anything within our nature. Yeah. Um, and so, as Christians, as people who have been born again, we are free to not sin, um, but uh, but corruption still still abides. Right. Still lingers. Yeah, yeah. The residue is still there, and so we need uh, we need glorification, which which we we will be right already. Not yet, though. Right? Yeah, we we look to that coming promise, and I think for the Christian that's struggling, I would say two things. One, if you're uh, if you're living in sin, one is to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Mm, yeah. Um, and we don't want if, if if you're in the middle of working out your salvation with fear and trembling, we don't want to take away that. You should do that. Scripture commands that. Yep. But also, too, we can be comforted in knowing. I would say if you're feeling convicted of your sins, you can be comforted in knowing that that that's the Holy Spirit convicting you of sins. And uh, Ephesians tells us that the uh, the Holy Spirit is this uh, guarantee guarantee of our inheritance, mm. of this coming glorification. That's good. And so I think that's something we can be comforted by. That's our hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and oh, golly, it's so crazy. I, I think back to as, we, as you're talking, I was remembering this uh, this one kid we were working on. On uh, it was it was like pre evangelism kind of discipleship, right? And so we're like, you are meeting with him weekly. We're mm-hmm. just going through the Bible, going through the seven stories of hope, right? Uh, <clears throat> and uh, and he gets to the point where he knows truth, right? Like he yeah. knows, yeah, I'm a sinner. Yeah, and he will have no excuse one day. Yeah, um, and what 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 happened? I mean, fill, fill us back in with this young man. <laughs> um, He's a freshman mean, in high school, I think maybe. Yeah, I mean, he got to a point where he was like, "All right, we had met with him so much that he was kind of like, well, what, what am I going to do with God?'" And uh, he had one of two options: it was either repent, believe, and follow, or harden your heart and continue sinning. What did he, he choose? Stopped, he stopped hanging out with us. Well, he actually told you, I'll, I'll repent when I'm older. Remember? Yeah. He's yeah, like, can't he's you like, just baptize me now and I'll repent when I'm older? <laughs> no, sir. Will not. Um, yeah, he needed no comfort. He needed the weight of... Yeah, he wasn't this, saved. This is the first he's still statement. still not saved. This is the first statement you were talking about, right? This is, yeah. You, you need to work this out um, with fear and trembling because you don't, you don't have salvation, son. You know? Yeah. Um, and, and so if, if, if that's you, you've been playing with Jesus, it's time to quit playing, right? Um, it's time to turn from your sin and turn to him. Um, we're not saying anybody repents perfectly, but we leave no excuse, right? Um, and the other side of it is is those who are, you know, like, like us in the room. We haven't made it yet, right? <laughs> uh, still struggling with sin, still still trying to work sin out of our life. Not fun, not easy. Um, a lot of guilt. Um Parenting, right, Jamie? Guilt. So no. much. No one told me how much guilt I was signing up for when I had a kid. Oh my, that's crazy. <laughs> if you have the choice to have kids, think about it. 
<laughs> think long and hard because it will test yeah. every bit of your fiber. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so much guilt. And so, so to those men, we would say, man, look, look to the cross. I guess we're saying the same thing to both of them, right? <laughs> look to the cross. Um, Jesus, Jesus lived perfectly for us. And, and when, when God the Father looks at his people, like Jamie was saying, he doesn't see us. He sees Jesus. So find a church. Find a church. Find, find a church, some men. Find people. Find men that move uh, to Tahoga and hang out with us. Yeah. Find TC men that, that share those same <laughs> values that uh, are working on the same things that you are, and, and uh, get some accountability partners. I mean, it's it's why God uh, made the church, and it's why Christ died for it. It's it's not just there to go and have coffee and donuts. I mean, it's, it has purpose. It's real and, and it's our family. It's what gives us identity. And if you're at home, you know, thinking, well, I'll just, I'll just worship him here by myself. Sorry. That's not church. <laughs> and uh, you're not going to grow. Uh, so I'll, I encourage you if you're still struggling, if you're, you're buried under shame, persevere, go find men that, uh, that will help you through that, that will hold you accountable and, and teach you the truth. Mm. It's going to hurt because mm. truth hurts, but every time that's, that's part of working out your salvation with fear and trembling. Yep. Sweet. All right, guys, don't forget to uh, like, share, subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, go to the Facebook group, Reforming Manhood, Women You're Not Allowed. Sorry. Um, not sorry. Uh, <laughs> but Trevor is single and ready to mingle, so uh, send us a message on that. We'll get back to you. That's right. And uh, that's Especially all we those ones with the Irish accent. Grr. Top of the morning. <laughs> My name's Mike Watt. I'm the Lucha Preacher. And I'm Too Sweet Trevor Cowan. And I'm Jamie Sanctified Hinojosa. <laughs> you guys be sweet. Show Jesus. Later. Later. Later.